Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And our friend Jesse Rogers of ESPN joins us. Jesse, always good to have you with us. Thanks for your time. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Good. I want to start with this, and you are a fantastic reporter, but I want an opinion here. What do you think of the fact that the Cardinals and Cubs met for the last time in the season on July 30th? Yeah, seeing a little bit of a schedule tweak. I, I Like most people, I don't mind them reducing the number of games in the division, but perhaps September should be filled with more of that, um, at least playing your division opponent once, right? I think that would make sense in September. I think I was looking at maybe the White Sox who end the season, like, I don't know if it's 10 games interleague play or something crazy like that. Like, you can't have that. I think you need a little bit more divisional games in September, maybe a few in April. And then the middle of the season, you, you go across leagues and things like that. So perhaps they can adjust that in the future. Uh, but it does put an emphasis more on division games whenever you play them, especially considering tiebreakers to get in the playoffs and win divisions is head-to-head. So less games, more important, nothing wrong with that, but maybe there should be a few in September. And Jesse Rogers, one of the reasons we wanted to, to talk to you, and we touched on this in our last segment, the Cubs have been 18 games over 500 since their low-water mark on June 8th. Why have the Cubs been able to turn it around and become so solid yeah, normally I'd say, oh, starting pitching. It, it actually hasn't necessarily been that. Usually that's what anchors you, and certainly Justin Steele, who goes for win number 15, has turned into an A. So uh, he's been great. But behind him, it's been a little bit shaky. There's been some good, some bad. So it's it's been a combination of things, as you'd imagine. If it's not starting pitching, it has been a really good offense, mostly because Cody Bellinger anchors it right in the middle, and – and it's deeper now that Jamer Candelario has joined them. And now their bullpen has turned to a strength. I mean, Tommy Hottaby has been the Cubs pitching coach over the last few years. I don't think he's sort of known nationally, but he's turned into a good one. And he is, they, they have, I should say, churned out some, some players. They've flipped at the deadline. Like, I've talked to executives on other teams. They, they kind of like what the Cubs are doing in terms of developing pitchers. And it's really come to fruition over the last couple of years. Uh, the back end of their bullpen was unknown to start the season. Now, Adbert Azalea has made a name for himself as a closer. Mark Leiter Jr. as a setup man, really good against lefties with one of the best splits in the league. So I, I wish I could give you one thing, but it's just a bunch of things coming together, um, bringing in experienced guys like Swanson and Bellinger, knowing how to win. Uh, their defense up the middle with Swanson and Horner and Bellinger has been great. Jan Gomes has really been steady behind the plate. So it's just a team that kind of came together um, and not necessarily because of their starting pitching. So it's been a little bit of everything. The Cubs are playing well. Conversely, the Cardinals are not. They are 20 games under 500, eight, 18 and a half games back in the division. I don't think anyone saw this happening. What has happened this season to the Cardinals? Yeah, I don't think you have to look much deeper than starting pitching. I'm sure it's something you've talked about daily. 
Uh, they rank, what, 26, I think, in starters ERA. You're not getting it done. You're just not getting it done. For example, the Cubs rank 14th. Now, that's not anything to write home about, but you can compete ranking 14th in starters ERA. You can't compete at 26. And granted, they traded Jordan Montgomery. Maybe it's gotten worse. But it was pretty bad at the more important times of the season. Wainwright's been a disaster, right? Um, everybody sort of besides Jordan Montgomery has had their struggles at times. Um, you know, so it's that. And, and a lot of people predicted it. Mosellock didn't necessarily see it coming in, in, in terms of it being this bad. But, look, if it's shaky – yeah, they're, maybe they're performing at less than a than a than a ten percent chance of this happening. But when you're already going into the season with a wonky staff, you're asking for trouble, and that's exactly what happened. Like they were shaky to start, and you're getting like a tenth percentile performance out of them, and that's why you end up being where you are in the standings. Well, Jesse, playing off of that, John Mozeliak and the Cardinals have mentioned that they are going to be focused on starting pitching this offseason. But in your opinion, what is the realistic likelihood that they're going to be able to acquire three starting pitchers? And if you were the Cardinals, is there anything else on your checklist that you think that they should address? Look, you can find three starting pitchers. How good are they, right? Um, I, you know, stick a guy in the back end, you'll, you'll find that kind of guy. I mean, when you're looking for three starters, Okay, you got it. You got to spend some money. You maybe got to make that big trade, but you also have to find a diamond in the rough. You got to find a guy that's going to do something that you don't expect, um, and and that's their scouting department's job. So yes, yeah, spend some money on a guy, but there's contending teams always have guys that come out of nowhere. Um, I know there was some chatter about Dylan Cease. I think he could be on the market this off season. That's why his name came up during the during July because they were just testing the waters, I think, for the offseason. So there will be a few guys available via trade and, and obviously some free agents. Uh, but to hit home runs on three of them, yeah, that, that's a long shot. Uh, I think you, you have to have a succession plan at some point here for, for Goldschmidt as, as you know the age starts to creep up, although he's still, still performing, he's still stealing bases. I was looking at that the other day. Like, you know, I think offensively you're, you're pretty damn good. You're pretty good. You, 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 but you need, you need to have that succession plan in place at first base for sure. Um, but otherwise, you still have that farm system churning out some players. You know, get get Jordan Walker's getting his at bats. I, I don't have a problem with their offense. You know, maybe Wilson Contreras second year in the system. We won't see the controversy you saw before. So I'd really put most of my focus on that pitching staff. And yeah, we've heard you know for two years now rumors they might trade one of their you know outfielders. And I, I, I thought Dylan Carlson was going to be on the move in the off in, 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 at the deadline. That didn't happen. So I think they'd be ready to trade one of their outfielders for pitching for sure, as we've been um, sort of thinking about for the last couple of years. But, but that pitching staff is really where they have to revamp things. ESPN's Jesse Rogers with us on 101 ESPN. And Jesse, a lot of ears perked up in St. Louis when people heard the name of Dylan Cease. Are you hearing any names about who might get the White Sox job with the firing of uh, Rick Hahn as their general manager? Yeah, yeah. All signs pointing towards uh, an internal hire. Um, you know, Bob Nightingale reported Chris Getz. I don't. I haven't heard anything to dissuade me from that. That idea. Um, the fact that they want someone in place before the end of the season probably is limiting in terms of um, where they do their interviews, how they do their interviews. So I think they're getting their their their, their T's crossed, their eyes dotted to, to promote Chris Getz from within. Um, and, I, and I think that's going to happen in short order. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy about that here in Chicago. Why 
promote the guy that helped you know, with the failed uh, rebuild in the first place. But you never know. I mean, here's my feeling on, on, on things like hiring from losing organizations and stuff. You can find good people on losing teams, in losing organizations. There's good people there. And sometimes their, their leadership is down, down the totem pole a little bit. And they may have some ideas they haven't been able to express. So you give them the top job and they're able to do that. So we'll see. I, I hold off uh, judgment on, on people without a track record, but it does sound like it's going to be an internal hire. And I want to ask you one more thing about Dylan Cease because nobody in this room wants the Cardinals to move Nolan Gorman. But would Nolan Gorman, with his power potential and a really good young pitching prospect, be enough to pry Dylan Cease away from the White Sox? Yeah, I think so. He's he's only got two years left. Um, so yeah, you're get if you're the Sox, you're getting you know maybe close to full value. It's two 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 full seasons, and that means. Um, two guys like you mentioned, uh, yeah, I, I think that would definitely be enough. Um, and I, and I, look, you, 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 every trade, every good trade hurts a little bit, mm-hmm. right? right? And there's a strength there for the Cardinals, and you're feeling a weakness. I don't think you you, you look back if you trade Gorman and say, oh, look what he's doing now in 26 or something. No, you 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 have a huge weakness. The most important part of your team is a disaster right now. You're pitching a guy with an eight-year rate trying to get to win 199, desperately trying to get there. And and so, look, you got to fix that. And it, if it hurts somewhere else, so be it. And so I think you 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 you, you sort of take that um, trade if it, if, it pre- if it presents yourself and you go get Dylan C's. Jesse, you talked about Wilson Contreras in his second year, next year, maybe being better. Do you see a possibility where the Cardinals keep three catchers and maybe make him the full-time DH? I, I do, I do. I don't know if it'd be as soon as next year. I mean, as catchers age, they, that, that's a good place to put them now in the National League. And I, I don't think he's showing signs of aging, but in a couple couple years he might be. So I, I don't think as soon as next year. Now, if, if their pitching prospects don't get better, I mean, the Cubs went out and got Jan Gomes to replace Contreras. And frankly, he's been pretty good offensively. But man, he's done a good job settling down that staff. So um, as I'm talking about starting staff, starting pitching being so important, if, if things don't work with Wilson behind the plate, then you've got to think that way at some point. Um, uh, but I wouldn't think as soon as next year unless things just go south again and you've got to get a defensive catcher in there. I mean, Martin Maldonado has one job. He can hit 120 for the Astros, yep. but he has a job to do, and that's, that's an important job. And so, if, yeah, if things go south uh, on the mound again, you know, I don't. I I didn't ever thought it was fair to blame Wilson, but you might have to try something else. So I would say yes, that's a possibility, but maybe not as soon as next year. Uh, Jesse Rogers, one more thing, and I wanted to circle back to the Cubs. If the playoffs started today, uh, the Cubs would be in the wild card, obviously, and the Dodgers would be waiting things out. Do you believe that if? And I don't even know what the status of Marcus Stroman is right now, but. If they have Steele and Stroman at the front, could the Cubs beat Philadelphia with uh, with Wheeler and uh, and Nola at the front of their rotation? Probably not. Probably not because we're also talking about uh, uh, if you just told me Stroman was pitching like he was early in the season, with a, if you had a crystal ball, and all, then okay, maybe maybe Steele and, and Stroman, but without any guarantee, he's going to be pitching effectively and playing all three on the road against the World Series team from last year against Bryce Harper. Um, I will say this. I, I'm not assured that Wheeler and Nola are going to be great again because there's a lot of mileage on those arms, even just going back a year. 
So I think the Cubs could score some runs, but I think the Phillies could score more. I would say they'd be uh, at least a two-to-one underdog, if not more, in that series. So um, anything's possible in a best of three, but I would certainly make the Philadelphia Phillies the, the strong favorite in that one. Jesse Rogers, you're always fantastic with your information. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. And I'm sure that uh, before the season cl- concludes, we'll talk one more time. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Jesse Rogers, ESPN on 101 ESPN. So 